Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a mid-sized SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander boasts three spacious rows with available seating for up to eight. It's available 362 horsepower. Hybrid Max powertrain on limited and platinum trims delivers the power, acceleration, and efficiency so your family can take on any adventure. There's even a standard digital key, a panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen so you always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first-ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash Grand Highlander. All-inclusive vacations make life easy with endless eats, bottomless drinks, and never-ending fun. So booking an all-inclusive vacation should be easy too, right? That's where Apple Vacations comes in. Book your all-inclusive getaway with Apple Vacations and receive exclusive perks at select resorts. You'll find the best deals to Hyatt, Zalara, Riviera Maya in Mexico and enjoy a selection of exclusive nonstop vacation flights. Turn on easy mode at applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started. Visit applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started. And now, move the sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Move the Sticks. DJ Bucky Rhett back with you here as we look back on a Monday night game that was, uh, as all Charger games are, down to the wire. Uh, Bucky Rhett joining me here. Buck, how you doing, man? Man, I'm great. Uh, Stayed up a little late watching that game. It was a great game. Uh, It came down to the wire. I feel for you. Uh, based on your charges association. Oh. But a lot of Cowboys fans are excited. Every game is like it was a must-win game, and they were able to get it. Yeah. I, I You know, every Chargers game is a little spicy. You know, it's, <laughs> it's, it's always coming down to the wire, isn't it, Deitch? You know what I mean? No question. It's time for Monday Night Recap. Well, I figure we just jump right into this game, and I, I'll lead us off here, guys. Uh, you know, I, I jokingly said it's, it's the same every week. Every Charger game, uh, comes down to the very end. Win or lose, uh, they're sure always does. nail-biters. doesn't matter the opponent. They've got three losses this year. They've had the ball in their possession late in regulation or in overtime with a chance to go down and tie or win the game. And they have been able to generate one first down on those three possessions. They just haven't mm. been able to do it when it matters. And protection has been an issue. Uh, it's broken down. You you see it time and time again where teams are able to get their best on the you know the weaker side of the line uh, with the Chargers, and they got after Trey Pipkins. Micah Parsons was able to get home, and uh, and then they end up having an interception late in that ball game. But really, I mean, look, the defense you can look at it and say, oh, Ceedee Lamb got loose, had some issues there, you know, broken plays, dumb penalties. At the end of the day, you gave up twenty points uh, to a Cowboy team that has a lot of weapons. Offense has to do better than what they did last night, and they had a great first drive. It looked like they were going to be in a rhythm and never able to get back in that rhythm again. And, Buck, it's uh, it's it's a little demoralizing when you dial up a couple shot plays, which they did to Keenan Allen, and he gets wide mm-hmm. open. And uh, and Herbert just missed him. It wasn't it wasn't a sharp effort from the quarterback last night. Yeah, the quarterback was off the mark. You're talking about one of the best quarterbacks in the league, just didn't have his A game. Uh, Kellen Moore did a great job of d- 
diagramming those shot plays, had plenty of big play opportunities there for Justin Herbert to take advantage of. He just couldn't cash in the lottery ticket. And in a game that is going to be competitive like that, and most NFL games are going to fall within that one-score premise, you have to be able to make those plays. Uh, in basketball, they talk about a make-or-miss league. It's very similar in, in the NFL. You either make the big plays or you don't. And if you don't, it really comes back to bite you. But I will say this. The part that hurts the charge is their inability to run the ball consistently. Austin Eckler couldn't get it going despite. Look, they, they gave him plenty of attempts. They just couldn't run the football. And when you're in a one-dimensional game plan against a Cowboys defense, this is a really good job of rushing the passer and creating turnovers. It just makes for a, a recipe for disaster for the Chargers offense. Yeah, and and look, I mean, they were certainly pressuring Justin Herbert. In fact, you know, pressured the most that he had uh, he had seen all season long in this game. About fifty percent of the dropbacks uh, facing that pressure, and and was not good uh, in those situations. Completion percentage was just over forty. Uh, passer rating was thirty three in those situations. I feel like DJ generally he is better. Um, he, he's better than that against pressure. Is that just a way in your mind from what you were watching that? the way in which, you know, Dallas is able to generate that or just uh, just an off night kind of overall? Yeah, I think more than anything else is an off night. But, you know, you you get pressure and pressure has its toll even when the pressure isn't there. In, in other words, you yeah. see him hanging there, he gets hit, that impacts some throws. And then other times he's got a clean pocket and he kind of drifts and kind of, and kind of falls into some pressure, uh, which happened on a few occasions. The other thing is uh, Buck mentioned the fact they couldn't run the football. Well, when you go yeah. back and watch tape as I did this morning, there's they, they are a, a lot of RPOs. They got caught with two penalties, could have been three penalties, uh, where they've got Lyman downfield where he's pulling the ball and zipping it out on the bubble, where you've got, you know, you've got your option. You can hand the ball off, Herbert could take it and go, or you can flip it out. There's a couple times where they actually did get favorable looks in the run game, and you've got trips and you've got four over three outside, and he's still trying to zip the ball out there. Some of them got batted down, some of them he had to tuck and go. Um, he's got to give that ball off. So there, there's some there's some things they can correct there, I think, that will help their run game a little bit. Um, but, man, it's hard to be one-dimensional uh, and win games when you have no run game whatsoever. On the other side of it, and, uh, Rhett, I'll go back to you yeah. on this one. This was by far the most impressed I've been with Dak Prescott this year. Uh, we had looked at the GPS mm -hmm. numbers, how those had come way down. Well, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, his GPS numbers spiked. Pops way they get over 18 yeah. miles per hour. Uh, on one of those runs. So he looked he looked fresh. He used his legs. He was sacked five times. He could have been sacked ten times. Uh, he got out of a bunch of pressure, extended plays, and made some things happen. But that was a winning version of Dak Prescott. I thought the best we'd seen him this year. I, I think that just also shows you, you know, a, a positive mentality for this team. You know, they, they were facing, I mean, the scrutiny, obviously, of the star is, is heavy each and every week. But especially when you go into a, a game that's built as a heavyweight matchup and you turn out to be the lightweight, you know, the week before, um, it, it was the negativity was loud and it was loud in Dak's direction. And I think that shows you kind of the mental toughness this guy has and the physical toughness as well. Look at that. I mean, that that pocket awareness and, and, and you know, ability to get a, to get away from trouble right there and then finding uh, Tony Pollard, you know, for that big play uh, in the pass game was obviously huge. But, yeah, Dak runs for a score. That's a big deal. Um, and CeeDee Lamb got targeted early and often, and that was a, a big factor in this one too, right? He goes for, what, what over 100? Um, I, I do have a question, though, and, and Buck, I'd love to get your thought on this because we kind of talked about it a lot going into the season. All right, hey, this is Tony Pollard's time to shine, right? 
Um, you know, the offensive line for the most part is the same as it was a year ago, and we haven't seen as much explosiveness from Tony Pollard in the run game. Now, he handed it to him 15 times in this game, and look, obviously the Chargers defense played pretty well here, so give them some credit, but generated just 30 yards, and the majority of his damage is coming through the pass game. Where are we at in, in the Cowboys' you know, usage of Tony Pollard as kind of RB1? Yeah, now it hasn't gone according to plan. And it's one of the fears that you have when you move someone who's been a number two up to the number one role. Uh, one of the reasons why when you talk to Cowboys coaches previously, they talked about Ezekiel Elliott kind of being the everyday sedan, the guy that you drive Monday through uh, Friday. But on the weekends, Tony Pollard is the sports car that you bring out. Now you're asking Tony Pollard as the sports car to be the everyday car. He's not necessarily built to do that. And we're seeing the more that he gets it, the less that he impacts the game. At some point, I think the Cowboys are going to have to find a way to kind of reshuffle the deck when it comes to their running back situation so they can allow Tony Pollard to do what he does best, complimentary player, uh, big play player out of the backfield. Someone else is going to have to do the heavy lifting on those early downs. He's not built to play that role. Yeah, look, he's just not a big guy. Um, so finding a bigger back to compliment him, I think, will be part of, uh, of what they do in the offseason. Last thought to kind of wrap yeah. this game up, guys. Um, it was a close game, came down to the very end. I, I think you could summarize it this way. The Stars, for the team with a star in their helmet, just played a little better than the Stars for the Chargers. When you look at it, Dak outplayed yeah. Herbert. Uh, Micah Parsons out outplayed Bosa in this game. Bosa's a little nicked up. Derwin James had a couple costly penalties, didn't really make anything happen. Uh, it just was a it was a, a case where the Cowboys' best players, with CeeDee Lamb probably leading the way offensively, uh, they outplayed the Chargers, and they get away uh, with a win, a big mm -hmm. win for the Dallas Cowboys. Hey, real quick, Deej. All right, let's um, – uh, let's. oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Rhett. Yeah, real quick. I, You know, Tom Pelissero was talking today about Leonard Fournette having a bunch of uh, suitors around the league right now. He's in great shape mm. and working out. You think the Cowboys might uh, be one to consider uh, the for, the services of Lombardi Lenny? I kind of like that. I kind of like that, right? That's actually – that's actually – that was worthy of interrupting. That was worthy of interruption. I will give you that. That was it. That that was good. That was good. That was good. <laughs> uh, so no, I like that. Give him a little bit bigger back and compliment him there. Yeah. Uh, I like that thought. Um, all right, we're going to change gears now. Uh, we're going to get to quarterbacks that have regressed from last year to this year. I wanted to pull these numbers just to see what it looked like, just in the standpoint of passer rating. So you look at last year where they were in the biggest declines. You're looking at Ryan Tannehill, Joe Burrow, Daniel Jones, Jimmy Garoppolo, Jalen Hurts. Uh, and Mac Jones. So an interesting collection of names there. Uh, I put the emphasis on Jalen Hurts, Buck. I, I know he's towards the bottom of this list, but 16.8% uh, down from last year. What would you attribute that to from what you've seen so far? I think people forget that the Philadelphia Eagles are breaking in a new offensive coordinator in Brian Johnson. And you lose Shane Steichen, who, by all accounts, the job that he's doing in Indianapolis, he's a great um, play caller. Well, Brian Johnson is trying to figure it out. He's trying to figure out how to design plays for the quarterback. They're trying to maybe validate or justify the decision and paying the quarterback by throwing more. And they just haven't been uh, on the mark. Here's the thing, though. When you look at the tape, the Philadelphia Eagles typically run however they want, whenever they want, wherever they want against anybody. And when they run the football, this team moves the ball up and down the field. At some point, you're going to have to quit trying to fill up the stat sheet and do what works. Whenever the Philadelphia Eagles decide, hey, we're going to get back to playing bully ball at the line of scrimmage with a unique running game in that big offensive line, the Philadelphia Eagles will have a lot of success, and that success will make the game easy for Jalen Hurts to throw easy completions off play action. Right now, he's not built to be a drop-back passer. 
He needs the play action to create these big yeah. windows so he can fire it in there because the run in the past not melting. That's why you're seeing a decline. Yeah, and I would imagine this last week's game, you know, kind of factored pretty heavily into that number and into that drop for Jalen Hurts, especially when you consider the turnovers. And, you know, it's not just the interceptions that have been there, but he's kind of put the ball in danger, you know, a fair amount. And, yeah, some of that is there's been a lot of, you know, he's seen an uptick in attempts. Uh, it, it certainly feels like over the last uh, couple of weeks as it compared to where they were a year ago when they were, you know, the best rushing team in football and just have not been there that way consistently yet this year. And and while, you know, Jalen Hurts ends up being the leading rusher, um, you know, on his eight carries, a lot of that come, you know, at least half of those were coming via scramble. So um, they can find ways to kind of rekindle that running game and that commitment to it that way and minimize the risk. I think you'll start to see the turnover numbers go down, the passer rating numbers come up unhurt, Steve. Yeah, I think, look, they're, they're still figuring it out, and it's been kind of impressive, to be honest with you. They've been winning games while they're still trying yeah. to find it. They haven't found their place. I, I do know one thing. That offense, you know, with Jalen Hurts, when you take Lane Johnson out, man, that is a big difference. Uh, he's just kind of been, as our as our buddy Dave Damashek would use the Jenga piece, um, you, take, yeah. you take Lane Johnson out of there, man. It's just some reason they just can't. They, they can't get right there. Uh, let's get to the next one. I want to talk about Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, looking at yeah. his numbers, obviously last year was in San Francisco. Um, you know, the turnovers are the big difference. Last year in San Francisco, 16 touchdowns, four picks. This year already, he's got eight interceptions mm-hmm. and only seven touchdowns. So, uh, Rhett, that's, it's a new yeah. scheme. It's a scheme that he should be familiar with, with his uh, background there with Josh McDaniels. But thus far, early returns hasn't been great. So, yeah, went back and watched all the throws uh, from this last week, and obviously he left the game with the back injury. Don't know what his status is here moving forward. Uh, hopefully he can get back in there. So the thing that I would say, you know, especially when you compare it to last year, is let's look at how we characterize the offensive lines for these two teams with the 49ers and the Raiders. Would you say that the 49ers are generally speaking a in a better position than, than the Raiders? Because mm-hmm. it's clear when you watch the tape, when you watch the tape on Jimmy, these, I mean, when the pocket is clean and he is on rhythm and he he gets that five-step drop, puts that fifth step in the ground and bang, that mm-hmm. ball's out on time. It is accurate. You saw that on a deep out from Devont- to Devontae Adams in this game. You saw that on the Jacoby Myers touchdown in the back of the end zone in this game. But, man, I'm telling you, when when he starts sensing pressure, on, I mean, those feet fire like he's doing a ladder drill, you know, in an off-season workout, you know, and it's like bang, 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 bang. He's, he's got this, you know, the footwork kind of, kind of goes, you know, haywire, uh, you know, and, and he's throwing balls, you know, like fadeaways off his back foot, and and that's when things really get off. Um, if they can continue to to kind of find a find a way to upgrade that offensive line, both to keep Jimmy healthy and to kind of help, uh, you know, facilitate where he's best. They don't move the pocket a lot either there. Um, so I, you got to find a way to make him a bit more comfortable. Yeah. Now you got to find a way to make him a bit more comfortable. And with Jimmy Garoppolo, like it's always about rhythm, timing, uh, the execution, he's just been in and out of the lineup. The injuries tend to come with him each and every year. And so it's always a problem. I kind of want to bring up a little bit about Daniel Jones because Daniel Jones is on that list. And we're looking at the numbers and the drop off and, the Giants just aren't the same. Last year, they were kind of on that magic carpet ride as they made their way into the postseason. Led you to give, led the Giants to give him a big contract. And so now I feel like Brian Dayball and those guys are trying to kind of figure out a way to like show the football world, hey, he is worth this. The issue that you have is without Saquon Barkley, a lot of the stuff that they were able to do successfully last year, they haven't been able to do. And so on a couple of these guys, we're talking about the differences between being trucks 
and trailers, we're seeing how some of these guys are impacted when you remove a Jenga piece. They don't have the ability to make it right. And a lot of that is contributing to some of the numbers, the downturn in numbers we're seeing some of these guys on the list. I'm going to go through because I think there's an answer for all these guys being on here. And I want to get through, and there's one more I want to hit Bucky on uh, and then Rhett follow it up. But let's start, when we go to the top of the list, Ryan Tannehill, this just looks like age, right? It it just looks Mm -hmm. like he doesn't move around as well as he could. You can look at some of the pieces. I mean, I think it's one of the worst offensive lines in the NFL. He doesn't have a pure number one target on the outside. Uh, D-Hop's just not that guy anymore. Um, But I, Mm -hmm. I think that, let's look at age is the major reason. Joe Burrow's health. I mean, we know about the calf, missing all training camp. He's just yeah. now starting to look a little more like himself. Daniel Jones, the offensive line's been decimated uh, with injuries, and that's been a major problem, and he got himself hurt as well. Jimmy Garoppolo goes from the Ferrari, you know, to a, a more, uh, I don't want to, I don't want to diss any uh, car company. So a, to a non-Ferrari. Let's just mid, put it that mid-size way. Uh, Jalen Hurts. <laughs> just a mid-size Yeah, a mid-size Potential sedan. sponsors. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We don't want to offend anybody. Uh, Jalen Hurts, we mentioned it, new coordinator. It's still they're feeling their way a little bit. The one on the bottom is the one that's intriguing to me, uh, Buck, because we thought last year, oh, man, he's got defensive coaches coaching offense. There's no no plan Mm -hmm. here. Mac Jones had no chance. Well, now he gets somebody who has a track record and a history of being a good play caller in this league and and designing a good offense and and B.O.B. and Bill O'Brien, and it's 10% worse. So what do you attribute this to where Mac Jones is at this point in time? Uh, Look, to me, it's just a lack of weapons and firepower on the perimeter. They don't have anybody that scares you. Like, who are you scared of when you look at their offense? There's no one from a defensive standpond that you're like, oh, my gosh, should we go? We need to double-team Juju Smith-Schuster or Devontae Parker or those guys. So it makes it very, very hard for Mac Jones because every throw is a contested tight-window throw. And without the assistance of the running game, uh, those things make it hard. And he's lost a lot of confidence. He went from being a Pro Bowl player to – like falling off last year, there was a conversation about Bailey Zappi. You just don't know what that did to his psyche. He's not the same player that we saw his rookie season. I don't know how he gets it back, but the coaches have to build him back up if they're going to see the best of Mac Jones scoring for He's got like two completions beyond 20 yards on the season. Now, is that is that <laughs> weapons? Is, is that inaccuracy? Um I don't know, because I'm watching this dude from his own end zone throw a dime to Devontae Parker that he just straight up drops. Uh, and and th- we might be talking about this game in a different light. I don't know the, that that would solve all the ills mm-hmm. that Mac Jones, you know, in this offense has showed this season. But I think it's clear. Um, you know, I, I think a lot of times now I, I use the... Um, I use the uh, the the Giants ownership quote about Daniel Jones. We've done everything possible to screw this guy up um, as as kind of the the mm-hmm. North Star with some of these struggling quarterbacks. Like, let's look at this. Have they done everything to screw him up, or have they done everything to help him? Um, right now, I just I feel like Daniel or Mac Jones is kind of in a Daniel Jones situation from a year ago, and uh, and hopefully, you know, they can find the right combination of playmakers, play caller, whatever it is, to you know rekindle what was you know a renaissance from daniel jones a year ago and maybe matt can find that as well yeah i mean look maybe, maybe jacoby myers is just that good i mean because we can talk about what <laughs> he doesn't so. have around him. He <laughs> didn't have much around him last year i mean the only difference is jacoby myers apparently that was the yeah. uh that was worth 10 percent of, of production when it comes to a passer rating so matt patricia again, we'll see how matt patricia too don't forget matt patricia yeah exactly matt patricia is the offensive genius it turns out when it's all when it's yeah. all said and done um all right, 
Let's take a quick break. When uh, when we come back, it's rookie time, rookie draft time, and I think Rhett had a good week. It pains me to say it, but uh, uh, we'll get into that right after oh, this break. No. Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at tmobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com stereo right now. NetSuite.com stereo. NetSuite.com stereo. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even posted to my That's my dance, <laughs> This November, Sunday morning football debuts in Frankfurt, Germany on NFL Network. First, on November 5th, the Dolphins take on the Chiefs. Then, on November 12th, the Colts face the Patriots. Rise, shine, and watch only on NFL Network and streaming on NFL+. Plus. All right, it's time for our rookie recap, and it looks like it was a good week for our buddy Rhett here. Uh, yeah. He ended up getting three points from Zay Flowers. He got a point apiece for Tajay Spears and Laporta. Uh, so a five-point week for him. Uh, I got a four-point week. Uh, B. John Robinson has been a layup every week. He gets me the three. Addison gets me the one. And Bucky uh, got three points, but it was a nice pick because I believe it was the first time that Michael Mayer had been picked uh, as a tight yes. end, and Buck ended up getting those three first-place uh, points there. So if you look season-wide, Buck, you're still in. You're still in front, man. You're at 25. I'm at 20. Or you're at 27. I'm at 25. Rhett is starting to close the gap a little bit. He's at 19. Um, so. Once he gets to the point where his first number is the same as our first number, we'll start working. Right? At this point in time, uh, we're, we're okay. Uh, but how about Mayer? How about the call on Michael Mayer, Buck? Nicely done. Big. Good work. 
Yeah, it's about time they finally use him over the middle of the field. He's the only one of the best that we saw in the draft last season. It's about time he got some some reps. He's look, he's a big time playmaker. Five for seventy five. They utilized him, took advantage of some matchups over the middle of the field, and with the Patriots doing what the Patriots do, trying to take away Devontae Adams, making sure that Jacoby Myers didn't get loose. It was a perfect time for Mayer to get busy. Yeah, and and look, I, I think the consistency with Zay Flowers is starting to pay off for me. You know, I, I just uh, I think you know he is clearly the best wide receiver on that team uh, right now, and and he is the guy that uh, Lamar Jackson targets often. It's Mark Andrews and Zay Flowers, and that's kind of how I thought it would go uh, to start the season. So Zay, the big reason why I was able to get the the dub this week over you guys. Yeah, nicely done. And Josh Downs was the almost pick. Every week we have somebody that we yeah. discuss that we almost pick. And, uh, and the Tar Heel, because it's been the year of the Tar Heel so far, uh, Bucky's college team being undefeated, having a great year. Uh, Josh Downs got his first touchdown for the Colts. So uh, good to see him find his That's way big. into the end zone as we introduce some new names here. Um, Buck, good news. You've got, uh, you've got the lead. Better news. You have the first pick this week. Again, no quarterbacks because we've got Houston on a bye and we've got Richardson who looks like could be out for the year, which is a real bummer. Um, so yeah. we might be we that might be in this lane for the rest of the year looking at running backs, wide receivers, tight ends. So you got the first pick, Buck. You're up. Well, let me make sure I'm checking my, my, my schedule again, looking at my notes, making sure I got my guy. Up to, yeah, yeah, we're good to go. We're good to go this week. So we're going to take B. John Robinson. We're coming down. We need to go <laughs> every week against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Just wanted to make sure. Got to take him. Got to make sure. Uh, Let's go. Yeah. That, yeah, that guys. Was easy. That was easy. Rhett, go ahead. It, it is. And if it's not Bijan, it's, you know, who's going to be the best tight end this week? And this is just because there there are fewer of them. Um, and, you know, it's a tough matchup for Sam Laporta this week going up against the Ravens. Um but then we got Michael Mayer. I just I'm a little worried about the quarterback situation in Las Vegas and whether that might affect uh, going Michael Mayer's way. Although they do have the Chicago Bears this week, so um, you know what? I'm going to go back. Uh, I'm going to go back to Sam Laporta. Give me Sammy here. Yep, Sam Laporta. Yeah, I feel like Laporta. End. Laporta has he's just clearly established himself as the top mm-hmm. tight end in terms of this draft we do every week. It's yeah, you have to go in that direction. Um, so I've got to go Puka. Um, with my first pick, who's been the first wide receiver off the board for several weeks now. Uh, Look, Addison's been playing great. Uh, Zay Flowers has been playing great. But I'm going to stick with – yep, I'm going to stick with Puka. And then, uh, gosh, I'll tell you what. I'm I'm actually going to go off – I'm going to go off the board a little bit here, and I'm going to go with Jaleel McLaughlin, the running back for the Broncos. Whoa. Who's a nice little change of pace. Screen drawback, but I think I'm gonna I'm gonna go with him with a chance to uh to get his way into the end zone. It's a terrible team. I get all that, uh, but I yeah. feel like hey, the Denver Broncos might find themselves down, and uh, what comes in handy when you're down in a ball game? I don't know. Check the ball down to your little back, Jaleel McLaughlin, get in the end zone. Can you spell McLaughlin? Uh, starts with the M, ends with an N. That's all I need. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it was the name of my orthodontist as a kid, by the way, Doctor McLaughlin. Oh, nice. Didn't know how to okay. spell it then. Don't know how to spell it now. You'll have a big smile with McLaughlin this week. Ah, yeah, we'll trying. see about okay. that. Okay. Uh, Brett, you're up, Is that right? me? Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give yeah, me Zay yes. Flowers. Zay, Zay, Zay. Zay Flowers. Second straight week. Um, I just I feel like yeah, he's, he's the guy. He is the guy that's going to get the targets from Lamar, and I know it's a tough matchup with the Lions playing good defense right now, but I think he's an, he's an easy bet for 12 to 15 points. All right. Well, All right. Look, y'all go back to back. I get... 
Yeah, I get back to back, so we'll make it easy. So I'm going to go with Jordan Addison going big on his first Monday night football game against the 49ers. Ooh, so let's like take it. him and then let's follow it up. Let's see if Mike Merrick can do it again. Let's see if we can go back to back. Nice. The Bears don't know if there should be a nice matchup. So let's see if those young guys can get it done for Team BB. Okay. Um, nice. It goes back to me Back to me now, right? Um, I'm, I'm going to yeah, go. Yeah. I need a running back. And the running backs have become a little bit more difficult to deal with here. Uh, Jameer Gibbs, I think, is going to be back uh, for the Lions. And I know that David Montgomery is going to miss some time. So that's an opportunity there. Although I just, man, uh, he just, even when Montgomery was out earlier in the year, wasn't a big day for uh, Jameer Gibbs. So I'm not ready to pull the trigger there yet. You know, what was kind of interesting, we didn't get to talk about a ton on the Monday pod, um, guys, was the fact that the uh, the Los Angeles Rams, I mean, absolutely ran the rock in the second half uh, against the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, Kyron Williams had 158 yards, 154 of them went in the in the second half. But I don't know that he's going to be available for the Rams this week and uh, his backup uh, as well. I believe is Ronnie Rivers might be down as well. So, guys, I'm going to go with the rookie for the first time. A new name out of the books here. A day three pick. Give me Zach Evans to lead the Rams in rushing on nice. this day. Let's do it. Nice. I, I feel like if yeah, I had a do over uh, when we yeah. set this whole thing up, we should we should instituted a one point bonus. Anytime yeah. a new name comes in and uh and he scores points, you should get you should get one point bonus there. But it's too late. Those are the rules. I, I you know, we, we can't change it at this point in time. Uh that leaves me with my final pick. And uh I'm I might do a ret here where I make a selection, but I monitor it in case this gentleman does not play. Uh so I can then <laughs> fill in uh, on the backside of that. I'm gonna go Dalton Kincaid as my tight end. And I was yeah, talking to somebody week, about this the other day. Yeah, yeah, didn't play. I believe it was a concussion, but um, hopefully he's back against the Patriots this week. But I, I, I made a comment uh, with somebody. I said, you know, gosh, I, I thought, and I know he missed a game, but I thought he would be a little more productive and more of a centerpiece here uh, for this Bills offense. And you look at the numbers right now. So he's he's played five games. Um, he, look, he's been targeted 19 times. He has 17 catches, but it's only 118 yards at just under seven uh, per catch, and does not have a touchdown. And when I when I brought that up with somebody, they said, uh, "Wow, you know, look, this is an offense overall that hasn't found itself. So I, I still have hope that they're going to figure things out and get into a groove, and then you'll see uh, Dalton Kincaid start to get rolling. But got to get him back out in the field. But Buck, isn't it nice having a safety net since Rhett, uh, you know, broke the rules and set a new standard that it, you know, hey, if I wake up and I think he might not play, I just go in another direction. It's a nice fallback." Yeah, why not? I mean, it's, it's beautiful. You make up your rules as, as, as you go, like whatever you need. If you need to keep one yeah. in your pocket just in case you don't feel like it on game day, just send a little text to uh, our, our trusted producer, Drew, and Drew will make it happen. So it's great. Maybe yeah. maybe no, Drew and no, I are just better absolutely. friends than you guys are. Well, well, well I'll tell you what. If, uh, if, if, if I let my alma mater get beat by 100 points by Drew's oh, alma mater, he'd probably like me more on. as well. Unfortunately, my alma mater beat his alma mater uh, back in the day in a very famous game. So maybe that's just a, a gap. Of maybe that's that part we of it. Can't get over. Uh, yeah, maybe that's it. <laughs> All right, I better get out of here before Drew completely just cuts my mic here. Uh, that's enough Michigan slander. I probably shouldn't say anything about Michigan because I, I do think they're going to win a national championship this year. Uh, and I'm sure Drew will enjoy that and never let me hear the end of it. So uh, let's wrap it up right here. This has been a, a fun episode. Appreciate you guys hanging with us. And we'll catch you next time right here on Move the Sticks. 
deserve to treat yourself. So turn your tax refund into a U-Fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. All-inclusive vacations make life easy with endless eats, bottomless drinks, and never-ending fun. So booking an all-inclusive vacation should be easy too, right? That's where Apple Vacations comes in. Book your all-inclusive getaway with Apple Vacations and receive exclusive perks at select resorts. You'll find the best deals at Ryu Hotels and Resorts in Mexico, the Caribbean, and Central America, and enjoy a selection of exclusive nonstop vacation flights. Turn on Easy Mode at applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started. Visit applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started. Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a mid-sized SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander boasts three spacious rows with available seating for up to eight. It's available 362 horsepower. Hybrid Max Powertrain Unlimited and Platinum Trims delivers the power, acceleration, and efficiency so your family can take on any adventure. There's even a standard digital key, a panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen so you always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash Grand Highlander.